Welcome to the second edition of the Eco Larder podcast. Yay! Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Matt. How, How are, are you? you today? I am fine. Yes. Yes. Other than severe lack of sleep last night. Yes. From little Jasmina, but mm -hmm. we'll let her off. Three coffees later, I am <laughs> feeling the buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Three coffees, yeah. That's about right, actually. Yeah, it is. Um, much needed today. Some days more than others. Yeah. Yeah. Right, what have we got going on today? So we have the amazing Ollie from the Greenhouse Theatre, Edinburgh's very first zero waste uh, venue. That's right. He's and we've had to join us. quite a lot of collaboration during the month of August through the yeah. festival. Yeah, yeah, we've done a few things, so we'll be talking about that. So that's great. So he's going to come in and Stephanie's going to interview Ollie. Yeah. Which will be brilliant. And then we're running through all the other bits and pieces from... That uh, we usually do. Yeah. And thank you so yeah. much for all the love and feedback. I from know. It has been amazing. One. It's been amazing. The feedback mm -hmm. and getting more questions in. Yeah. So we'll be going over that again today. Like yeah. Charlotte will come and join us and ask a few questions. We're getting a structure. Yeah, we're getting a bit of a structure. But by no means defined yet. No. We would love to hear more on what you would like to see and hear from us. Yeah. And we're just amazed that we've created the time and space to do this and I know. having the help to do it so yeah we want this to be as much um interactive as possible so yes give us some thoughts and opinions on what yeah. you'd like to hear from us anyway That's, yeah so it's time we to crack on with the show crack on with the show so what have we been up to this month matt so we're doing our Matt and Steph diaries. Yes, we are. Okay. This um, is going to be my favorite bit. Yeah, well, I know what you're going to mention. Uh -huh. So why don't you just go ahead? You kissed a you're, clown. You're <laughs> I kissed a clown. <laughs> yeah, you're a highlight of the fringe. The year. The year. <laughs> our marriage. <laughs> so yeah. um, I think we need to explain that a little bit more. Okay, so we went on our very first official team night out. and uh, With the whole gang. With the whole gang. So that's with Romain and with Charlotte and with our amazing volunteer who films and organizes our podcast, David. And um, so we went to see Blind Date, the lovely people from Blind Date. They came into our shop. Yep. And, uh, and one of uh, one of quite a few um, performers that we've had in I know. we had in the shop, which was amazing. It has been really good. Yeah. Um, like just a tiny side note, I think it's helped reduce um, the plastic waste in the fringe just a tiny bit, tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all we can hope for. Yeah. But yeah, we've had yeah. all sorts of show people and venue people come in, so it's been a great way to find out what's what, what what's was, going what was, on, what was happening. So when they said that they take a member of the audience mm. and they have to go on a blind date yeah. in front of the whole room for the entire performance and improvise. I thought, you know, I just know the right person for that. <laughs> and I was not in the shop at this point. No. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we went along and uh, here we are. Matt got chosen. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of felt obliged to say yes when we went to the show. Yeah. Hoping still that I might not get picked. 
because it's not something I would normally say yes to at all. Being no. dragged on stage no. in front of maybe 200 people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really fun, actually. And uh, 90 minutes, it didn't feel like 90 minutes till I couldn't believe it when she said it was 90 minutes long. Yeah. So um, like the, the blind date got a little, a little bit more juicier yeah, and juicier yeah. over time. Yeah. And then at one point... I had a second child. Oh, you did have a second child called <laughs> Max. Called Max. The waters broke on stage. Yeah. Your face priceless. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to share a kiss was the biggest thing. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. And um, yeah, that's just, that's been your highlight of it has been of your life. And then I loved because it was Mimi the clown. I loved. She said he's such a gentleman. He had his lips sealed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's definitely yeah. Biggest thing I've done in the fringe, for sure. Yes, it is. Anyway, yeah. so that was a very memorable team night out, and I love that that was our first team night out. Yeah, <laughs> but they were great, and they they shopped in store all month. Yeah, and they were very conscious of their own waste on production, so they, they didn't were. do any leafleting. They were doing lots of creative advertising. Yeah, zero waste. They so. used like rocks that they painted yeah. and dotted them all about yeah. Edinburgh. So there are so many creative ways to advertise what you're doing without the flyers totally so yeah. big up blind date yeah and the canada hub yes fantastic show fantastic show yeah. and then yeah so what else have we been up to this month uh we have been to see one of our suppliers yes we did which was a really nice trip um so we went over to ayrshire to yeah. go and see bryce from mosquito milk yes we did so that was enlightening and something we're hoping to do more of um, to talk about our suppliers on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess Bryce is our first story in that regard. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I loved seeing the farm. You know, the I love the way that when we rocked up in our camper van, that there were two cows. Well, they were calves, weren't they? They were kind of on, on the loose and they had escaped, but... It's just so rural there mm. and there's so much grassland and uh, area to roam. And a couple of villagers walked by and they're like, oh, yeah, they just escaped and it didn't phase them. Yeah. Um, and then they just sort of tootled their way back in. Um, and just talking about tootling cows, I, I asked Bryce, you know, like, how do you get them? How like to milk them every day? Like, how does that happen? Um, and he said they they voluntarily walk to the milking station and the calves, they also stay close to their mums during that process. Mm -hmm. So that entire holistic experience, um, I really enjoyed just visually seeing that and how it all happens. Yeah. Yeah. And they're one of only three organic farms in Scotland. Uh, I'm was not 100% it? sure no. in Scotland. I think that's in Ayrshire, oh, in Ayrshire. which is quite big. Okay. Yeah. 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 But still, it's a very small number, and they've gone yeah. through that process to make sure that they are organic. Yeah. And which is a big thing for us when it came to choosing our supplier. Yeah. And um, like, but they've had a tough time, and we were learning more about um, the industry in general and how Bryce has kind of rejuvenated Moscule yeah. uh, and, the, um, and the milk for, for his farm. Yeah. Because it was only so 2015, so that's only four years ago um, that he turned things around for the farm. You know, his dad had passed away and um, like he kind of, he didn't think he was going to take over the farm, but it sort of ended up happening. And the farm was making such a huge loss that they 
thought they had to give everything up and they even sold all the cows that they could sell but there were 28 left that kind of were unsellable um but he he had almost given up and then he said you know i'm just gonna try and you know do right by our family history um and as well like kind of by farming and keeping small businesses and family businesses alive and he decided to create an organic farm um you know and a lot of people didn't think he would get very far with this at all because of how difficult the process is so it takes two years of not using any chemicals at all and um it's heavily monitored but what he said was one of the more challenging things with that is that when you change to an organic farm, like the cows still need to eat. So obviously the grass and um, all the wild uh, flowers and things that grow that the cows eat, mm. like uh, the the land got changed and had to adapt. So they had to move the cows around quite a lot. Like here's some grass, eat it, here's some grass. So, that that was a big steep learning curve for Bryce. He was saying, "Yeah, and such a brave yeah. decision, um, really brave a decision. Farm losing money and yeah, struggling with price wars with and the bank um, pulled the plug on them as well. Yeah, you and know? It's, it's something you know we as consumers, the biggest change um, we can make is is choosing what we support and yeah, and obviously with milk we were learning just how." how dominant and monopoly these big supermarkets have and, yeah. and drive drive these farms to produce crazy amounts for so little yeah just so they can push that onto the consumer they drove the price down and, and down um, and down yeah. so we are very happy to support price knowing that the milk comes as it does and, yeah. and with um you know from where it comes but also that we're paying paying a, a fair price yeah um and uh, fortunately people are embracing that in the eco larder as well yeah um, and it tastes so good yeah you know there's that little bit of cream on yeah. the top which is delicious yeah. but from yeah. a very early stage as well bryce was aware of the plastic problem yeah and um one of the only farms embracing it's the only farm in the uk embracing that is, uh, plastic free yeah um yeah plastic free milk so yeah again just um yeah, a, a leader from that front as well, which is ultimately why we chose chose them. Yeah. And we have saved countless, countless plastic bottles yeah. uh, of milk uh, through through Moschial Milk. So, it was such a lovely experience. And yeah. Bryce works so hard as well. He gets up at quarter to five every yeah. day. He's a proper farmer, isn't He's he? He's a proper farmer. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean... Big respect to uh, yeah. to the farmers out there found it a little difficult to understand him <laughs> at yeah. points like the airshare accent yeah because um well i don't know if people know this but like i'm from the netherlands so like accents still phase me Scot yeah scottish accents Scot yeah they yeah. still do yeah, yeah. <laughs> so great it was yeah. really inspiring and um yeah we'll hopefully share some pi oh we did share some pictures we did share some pictures yeah. like the two cows that we seen on the way we took the dog murphy who was like kind of a little bit scared of the cows yeah so we had to keep him away and <laughs> keep him back yeah keep him back yeah yeah 
but, but yeah, fabulous to meet Bryce. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. And yeah, we will no doubt go over there again. Yeah, we will. I mean, he was just so lovely, like such a busy man. And he was so happy to see us. And he really took his time yeah. to like show us through the farm and show us how everything works. They bottle everything by hand. I could not believe that. Mm. You know, how much milk. There was 900 uh, liters in that vat. All needs to be bottled. Mm. Like from, I mean, we're one of two um of their customers that get it in the big churns rather than the bottles i think so yeah, yeah. we're at a handful of small small yeah. Numbers. yeah and it's much easier yeah. for them as well like just to to deliver yeah. in that way it saves them a lot of bottling by hand yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway so that was our that was our trip yeah really nice yeah it was really nice so yeah that's our diary for for today that's it a little insight So we're going to now talk about what's been going on in the shop this month and kind of what we've been up to with the shop. Um, August has been really busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. first August. Yeah. And um, obviously we've been in Edinburgh for years, so we knew the festival was going to be big. Yeah. But from a, from a shop point of view, yeah, it was really, yeah. really busy, um, which was great. We got out and about as well. The University of Edinburgh kindly invited us to have a little stall just next to George Square um, uh, in their sustainability hub. So we had a little stall and information hub for people to just come and have a chat about what they can do to reduce their waste. Um, and that, like, I, th I, f I found that was really helpful. There were a lot of people coming to talk to us. Yeah. I, yeah. I, unfortunately, my day was uh, wind affected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about your <laughs> So day. the gazebos were taking off. Yeah. Yeah, we um, we really enjoyed it. Three days down there. And um, we've partnered quite a few times now with the university in there. Yeah. Um, they're great to, to collab with. So, yeah, we, we had countless people chatting away and uh, learning about the eco larder and, and hearing their stories from wherever they were from. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was really really nice and the only way that we kind of really managed to do that was again through the help of our amazing volunteers you know like we really can't thank them enough like how much help we get to like really spread the message um and that enabled us to to be there to keep everything going and this month we've really seen more and more volunteers come into the shop as well um, and yeah, I think it's a mix of more people in Edinburgh, yeah. and, but students starting to drip back. Students coming back like mm -hmm. little by little. and Because yeah. I think the majority, is that fair enough to say the majority of the volunteers are, are students? Yeah, I think so. Definitely yeah. the majority. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also like with them coming back next month as well, we're hosting like a nice um, volunteer volunteer induction day. So look out for um, for date for the date of that event. Yeah, we'll be sharing that soon. We'll be sharing that soon. Um, but I guess in terms of students, the most exciting thing is the student uh, shopping evening that we're planning. Yeah. Yep, and we'll be setting the date for that very soon, if not already. Yeah, I think I'll just 
put it in Freshers Week at some yeah, point. Yeah, we're going to so try and time it with yeah. Freshers Week. And yeah. the idea is, if you're a student in Edinburgh, come down to the Eco Larder, learn uh, about what things you can purchase here during your semester. Yep. And we'll be um, running lots of special offers for students on the night. Yeah. And also, if you do have some spare time, you'll be, um, yeah, you have the opportunity to see what it takes to just do a volunteer shift here at the Eco Louder. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're really, really excited to see the students back. Yeah. And then, like, we'll have, like, some nice little things. I was thinking what we could do is um, give away, like, little bits of um, shampoo bar and things like that so people can try out uh, a few things that they've, they maybe have never tried before yeah. just to see if it works for them and if yeah. they if they'd like to reduce their waste with some alternatives yeah I especially because yeah. so many students come back and this might be their second year back in edinburgh and they're all moving into their own flats yeah and starting to think more about shopping and i know do you remember because like you know being a student for me that's more than 10 years ago sadly <laughs> depressing depressing but um i do remember the local shops uh being empty the shelves were totally empty in the in during freshers, freshers week. week yeah so like everybody does kind of stock up don't they so yeah. if we can provide like some offers and some free things to help people stock up in a more sustainable way yeah that's hopefully a good thing yeah 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 so yeah that's coming up that's coming up in september mm-hmm. i think that's everything right that's our shop update. Nice and concise. Ta-da! <laughs> so, we have the very lovely Charlotte. <laughs> and you have some lovely questions for yeah, us. Yeah, I do. I have some from Instagram. So, the first one that we have is, what do you guys enjoy most about your job? Ah, wow. Um, I enjoy, at the moment, because everything is really new, I think every day is a bit different. So I Very different. Definitely value, <laughs> um, definitely value that. Don't feel yeah. like any day is the same. Yeah. It's exciting, keeps it fresh. I just like meeting so many different people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I we're think... meeting great people, suppliers, customers. Mm-hmm. Um, Every walk of life coming into the shop, which is, yeah, lots of lovely people to say lots hello to. Like-minded yeah. people. Yeah, lots of like-minded people, lots of friendly people. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 great. Um, it's always challenging as well, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I like that too. You know, like I need to constantly like solve problems or come up with ways like that we can manage things and also manage it cost-wise, time-wise, and try yeah. and figure things out like how can we get this done <laughs> and i like that yeah. yeah yeah cool so our second question is so which is more important for us as a society to change our diet or to change the way we travel Ooh. what would you guys think oh man that is quite difficult you guys are both vegetarian yeah and we both have renovated your van so you're both and limiting travel. Yeah, I mean, both of those. ultimately, uh, yeah, both pretty important. Yeah, I guess like, it depends how much you travel mm-hmm. um, and yeah. how much you eat. <laughs> and um, what, what you need and stuff like that, because like we made a decision to not fly 
and the, you know got the van to try and um travel just as locally as possible don't go too far with it yeah but i mean it depends on yeah. on your who you are what you do yeah uh, obviously if you're required to fly every day for your job it's yeah. you know it's it, it might feel like well yeah. it's impossible for you to stay i'm going to stop flying yeah um, but yeah the only again the only way we change anything is is by each individual um, yeah so if that's one less flight a year that's you achieving that's something yeah um food wise well we, we 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 serve and sell all kinds of things in store but we consciously don't don't sell any meat product um purely because of the impact the meat industry has mm. but from a plastics point of view that you know the whole concept of the store is um is to be plastic free on your on our, on our food choices so yeah um this i think for maybe to answer the question it wouldn't be an either or yeah. like i think it's like trying to minimize in both areas yeah. just as much as possible like maybe that's like i always try and you know if, if you're being really strict in one area like does it really have an impact if you're so is it laissez-faire is that the right word laissez-faire like so la-di-da basically uh -huh. in other areas of your life yeah so one example is um you know recently i was having this conversation with this mom that's um super strict about using cloth nappies mm -hmm. and then so she's what only uses cloth nappies ever but then um she doesn't care too much about uh, bringing a reusable coffee cup with her. Um, and she's also very into her fashion and, um, you know, buying new clothes for both herself and her little one um, monthly. So, like, what is better? Like, if you know, she... What I don't like is, like, the judgment as well because, you know, she, she was kind of upset at other people not using cloth nappies. But um, if people maybe use cloth nappies the majority of the time, but don't always 100% manage it, but then at the same time they use reusable cups the majority of the time and, and again, don't always manage it, yeah. is that perhaps better? Because these people are like sort of trying in all the areas yeah. um, in their life, in their lifestyle, um, trying their best rather than being like so strict in just one area yeah yeah, yeah. so it's the majority being imperfect rather yeah than a small yeah proportion i guess that's being, yeah being perfect in that uh, thing but yeah. yeah just even trying to inform yourself and for your individual situation doing what you can i don't think we're in a position to say one is more important than the other no um and obviously from a uh from an eco ladder point of view our first our our vision our goal is is always with uh, plastic and waste in mind mm -hmm. yeah. um whereas other people um might be looking at it much more um from from a climate change point of view so yeah the two don't always necessarily line up yeah. um but it's yeah so it's it's your individual situation situation and yeah. at the eco larder ultimately like we give people the option to make environmentally friendly choices. Yeah. Like there's, you know, so many choices that people can make here at the shop. Mm -hmm. And um, 
yeah, that that's our role, isn't it? To try and um, give the option to as many people as possible yeah. to be more sustainable. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that yeah. it's completely within our power as an individual mm-hmm. to force change. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we ho- that's what we hope to see yeah. with the eco ladder. Yeah. 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 A great question. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, great question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like that one. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello and hello to Ollie. Hi, how's Thank it going? Thank you so much for coming. You're to so join welcome. Us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so you have been running Edinburgh's very first zero waste venue. Yes, we have. Yeah, it's been yeah. very exciting. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I can't believe it. It's such a like improvement already. There's so much waste in the yeah, fringe. Yeah, there really is. That's really true. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been a really really exciting like journey and a really exciting project to work on. Um, the fringe is visibly obviously very wasteful. Um, and I think it's just been really exciting to demonstrate, as you guys are doing in a really cool way, to demonstrate that it's, that doesn't have to be the way. We don't have to live in a wasteful way. We don't have to make art in a wasteful way. We can make art that is yeah. zero, zero waste, as, as you guys are as well. Exactly. And Charlotte here, yeah. you helped a lot out last month, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I've been a lot. We've done a lot of collaboration. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. For first ever Fringe Fire cleanup. Yeah. That was, was a that little was, bit rainy. It was fun. It was, so it was fun. Fun. the rainiest yeah. day. Yeah. 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 yeah, it really was. It was, it was I think it's, it was really horrible, actually. Actually, our um, fantastic partners, uh, Clean Water Wave and the Ghost Foundation, do a lot of really great work uh, talking about the importance of like living a non-toxic lifestyle and like chemicals and how the water health um, affects like planetary health as a whole. So the health of like mm-hmm. our oceans and stuff. Um, the reason I mention them is something that we noticed was the, the flies, ink. especially in the rain, the ink just seeps it's off the flies, and a lot of the ink that's used really is really is no good. <laughs> so no, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really quite damaging. And it was harder to pick them up because they were mushy, and, and they were starting to kind of dissolve. Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't good. so that was I, I don't think I don't think they would have liked that, but we definitely didn't no. like it either. Yeah, um, and it's a real it is it is a real shame because I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more later. But you know, we're doing a lot of we are doing or we were doing a lot of really great work. And we'll continue to. Do yeah, a lot of exciting like, work. Flyer, exactly. But in alternative yeah. ways. Yeah, in yeah. terms of like marketing and, and flyering and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that's been that was that's that's really exciting. And I think the re, the, the thing to consider with that is I think flyering isn't the only option. You know, no. basically for, well, for marketing. Well, we were just and, talking about it actually earlier because hmm. we went as a team. We went to see Blind Date. Oh, um, cool. The show at the. When, when did you go? Um, we went. Middle, like a, a while ago, uh, okay. like last month. a couple of my colleagues went, oh. uh, yeah, 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 as well. So maybe he ran into them, <laughs> yeah, maybe we did, but um, it was it was really funny because, like, well, Matt, my husband, he got chosen mm. to go onto the blind date, <laughs> and it was but, funny. but they were so great because they were saying they, they advertised, don't fly, they? they didn't fly, but they use rocks, oh, that cool, they paint and they just do like their hashtag and paint a red heart. Right. And they place them all around town, which, wow. you know, I love that. Like, yeah, that's really fantastic. You know, kind of some guerrilla marketing as well. Yeah. People are kind of picking it up and I guess that lasts longer than a flyer as well. Yeah. I think I think that kind of attitude and those kind of creative solutions are so important and also just way easier than people realize. All it requires is just thinking a little bit outside the box. And thinking yeah, more creative. Exactly. Well, you want to stand out, don't you? You, mm-hmm. you, you want to be different. I think the people who don't flyer stand out more than the people who are flyering. Absolutely. Because people yeah. don't respond to flyering. There are a fair few of us this year, a fair yeah. few people who, aren't, who are using alternative methods or who mm-hmm. aren't using flyers at all, who are using different things. I mean, there always have been. 
and always have been people who have kind of tried to stand out and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been um, it's been really exciting and really rewarding uh, to do that and to kind of start building that community as well. You know, meeting those people yeah. who want to do who, yeah. who want to work and who want to market in a similarly sustainable kind of way. That's yeah. Been really nice. mm. So at the greenhouse theatre. So first of all, like. How did you create the venue? Mm. Like, yeah. So, do you mean how? Do you mean how did we build it, or like where did the idea come from? Um, a bit of both, I guess, and the <laughs> yeah. materials used. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'll I'll talk about I'll talk about that then specifically. Um, there are a lot of materials. I'm just in my brain. I'm like, okay, where to start? <laughs> there are a lot of materials that were kind of used to build it, but the most basic, the, the kind of the most obvious, the most basic are the walls. So the walls are made out of a load of reclaimed pallets, you know, like trans- wooden transport yeah. pallets, and they kind of sheathe the walls. And then the framing, so like the structure of the walls, is made from timber. There was a, there was a timber yard nearby where we're based up in Fife. Um, and it was closing down, so they were getting rid of. They were going to throw away all their timber. Um, oh, it was wow. very very lucky, actually. We drove past them or I went past them I think on a bus or something I can't remember exactly how it happened but I I came across them and I was like oh you know you're getting rid of the stuff and so they sold it to us for a very very reasonable price oh that's great um, and it was great because we managed to stop it from going to landfill as well um so yeah we we um the that that timber forms the frame of the walls and then the pallet is the outside of the walls and then the whole structure is held up by uh, some aluminium truss lighting truss so it's some it's like a triangle beam thing scaffolding thing uh, that basically can take a lot of weight and can support a lot of weight so and it's used a lot for like it's used for hanging lights and stuff in theaters um so that kind of forms a skeleton and then the octagonal wooden structure was kind of formed around that basically um, wow. and then the roof is made of clear plastic um again that's all kind of recycled it's kind of a bit the roof's a little bit higgledy-piggledy it's a little bit kind of like lots of different bits and pieces kind of cobbled together yeah. um but that's all like old carports and old greenhouse roofs and that kind of thing wow. um just kind of found and reclaimed yeah. yeah i mean i think it sounds great and it sounds crazy and like there's so many different things oh i'm sorry the last thing to mention is the foyer was made out of an old shed um, which we picked up from in Fife as well. So that was good. Um, it sounds crazy and it sounds like there's a lot, but like, actually, it really wasn't that difficult. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. finding the materials really, really wasn't that hard. Gumtree is your friend. Yeah. Gumtree is always your yeah. friend. Um, yeah, I went to a talk um, during Fringe and one of the other guys was there. Kane. Yeah, he Kane. was there. And he was talking about how you got Brilliant most of man. stuff from Gumtree and stuff. Yeah, so he's, our, he's, our, he's our lead designer and he, okay. he he's, our, sorry, he's our architect. So he led on the like structural design of the building and also wow. like helping us to source materials and work out how we were going to build um, and ma- like making sure that we knew the materials we were using would be safe and would be right and would be the right things to use for, for, for the yeah. project. Um, but yeah, Gumtree, other than the, 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 the timber thing, um, Gumtree pretty much was how we found like almost all of our things. That's not true. We found some of our pallets through Gumtree, but some of them also through just like asking people, asking local farmers and stuff, just going up to them being like, do you have any pallets? And a lot of them do. Just yeah. like pallets that are just sitting around, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, but the point I'm trying to make there is it's it actually surprising me isn't that hard. All it, I think if we were building it from completely new materials, I think that it would have maybe taken us less time, but not significantly less because you still got to research, you still got to work out what materials you want to use, you got to make those decisions. And also I don't think that you would have had a space that is as aesthetically pleasing, as, as pretty, as cozy as the greenhouse is if you had been using, if you were using materials that, because these all these materials have a story, you know, they have a life, they've come from somewhere um, and they have something to tell and they have something to offer. And I think that makes the space so rich. It's so full of memory, even even though it's only yeah. it only existed for, about a month it as it existed it's full of full of memory and full of like 
uh, full of emotion. And I think that's, I think that's a really positive aspect of it. Speaking yeah. of it only existing for like the month, mm. what what's your plan now that the fringe is over with the venue? Are you gonna pop it up? Great question. Places? So she's um, she's come down. Yeah, um, very sad, heartbreaking. Sally. Sally. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sally. <laughs> um, but they don't don't tell the builders I said that because they don't they don't like Sally. But I've I've I've, I've chosen Sally. Um, she's come down. All the materials. We're still not a hundred percent on. Like we haven't quite finalised what what we're doing with all of them. But um, a lot of them are getting recycled, and hope hopefully most of them will be going to a local artist or a couple of local artists yeah. who are working on installations at the moment and need this kind of like wood mm -hmm. um, yeah. especially because as I said the wood has it's so evocative and it's got a lot of like story behind it so mm -hmm. it's quite good for materials yeah. um, it just depends on transport unfortunately because we can't hold on to it for much longer and whatever okay. whatever so it's just got to go um, yeah. but there's a really fantastic organization that we're working with called move on um, a wood recycling organization um, and what they basically do is they take um, old like any wood basically and they they're a community interest company so they like strip the wood down and then they sell it on again for like very inexpensive prices um and it's about the organization is set up to like provide young people with skills in like carpentry oh, and, and woodworking they're really cool they're based up in leith actually check okay. them out check them out they're very cool, cool. Yeah. yeah um really really awesome organization yeah um so yeah, and so they'll they'll be dealing with all the stuff that we um, yeah. don't manage to kind of give away to. And just from a personal point of view, like what made you interested in like being a part of the greenhouse theater? Like, um, mm. have you been living a sustainable lifestyle yourself yeah. for a while? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, no, well, no, to start with, yeah. I've been working on the greenhouse for about a year now, so pretty much pretty much a tight twelve months now. Actually, yeah, um, I have always been like environmentally aware. My whole life like growing up just as a kid it's something that i've always been aware of like the important i've been vegetarian for years um for, for environmental reasons um and i think it's it's always something that i've been aware of and has been important to me um until we started so something to note about this about the company about boxton the company that like created the greenhouse um is we try and work in a holistic way so to us what that means is rather than just putting on a show we want to try and like embody and demonstrate the practices that the show is trying to discuss or the themes that the show is trying to discuss so we've done a lot of other work we've done like a lot of queer theater a lot of feminist work mm -hmm. um, and in those instances we're always trying to to not not embody but like demonstrate the best practice of the idea that we're putting forward yeah. so for us when we started talking about originally the seed for the project was a, a play that a friend of mine wrote called swallows which i'm now directing at which i had now directed at the greenhouse um and god that's weird to say um <laughs> and yeah that that project was all about ecoterrorism and environmentalism uh and from there it seemed a natural step to basically go one step further and start thinking about how we can make a project as a whole that is yeah. sustainable and that puts that kind of best foot forward so what that has meant is i'm not i am answering the question just in a very <laughs> roundabout way what that has meant is over the last 12 months because i have been you know managing this project as the artistic director that's meant that i have had to do a lot of research and a lot of like advocacy and a lot of like development in terms of understanding the questions around the climate crisis around environmentalism and around around sustainability yes um and so i have become i was aware before but i have become significantly more aware yeah. now over the last 12 yeah. months i think we um, all have i think, I think, that's, I think that's definitely yeah. true yeah like education changes everything absolutely yeah. absolutely like it just helps you you know you're making informed decisions in everyday mm. mm -hmm. choices like mm. 
from your toothpaste and to um, shampoo to toilet paper to whatever well. to clothes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like um, and curi- it sparks curiosity as well really that does. you start to really. Th- think through your decisions more and more yeah and I think as well as that something that we've been really lucky for is as I mentioned before our partners clean water away from the ghost foundation a lot of like I I have felt like in my life a lot of information that I've got about climate change and the climate crisis has been Mm -hmm. land-based and they're a a really great organization to work with because they are doing especially the ghost foundation in in this context are doing really important research and like advocacy work into how you know, the health of the oceans is, is as important, if not more so, than yeah. the health of, like, ecosystems on land as well. Yeah. Um, and so being able to work with the, the brilliant minds from those organizations who are doing really, genuinely really important work has also recontextualized it for me and allowed me to see it from a slightly new and different angle. And what's great about them also is they have a very specific call to action. They have th- they they are asking people to try and avoid microplastics, triclosan, and oxybenzone. Yeah. Microplastics in clothes, triclosan is a yeah. chemical found in toothpaste sometimes, oxybenzone often in SPF and other things. So yeah. I think having that information and working with them has almost, it's opened my mind one step further because yeah. it allowed me to be like, okay, so there are areas of this that I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's research this more, yeah. let's learn more about this. And then let's present that research through the project. So over the last 12 months, I have found myself moving more and more and more, more. towards a zero waste lifestyle. And, and it's simple things clean like... Clean water wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to have them on next month. So oh, I'm really looking forward to yeah, meeting I, them. And They're great. And yeah. they're really, really brilliant, brilliant guys. So yeah. they'll, they'll be able to give a lot of information and really yeah. help. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so I have been moving towards that kind of lifestyle and, and living in that way. Um, it's tough in so I was currently based I was based in St Andrews I'm currently based I will be based in London shortly Um, I'm moving back down just for a little bit Um, St Andrews is difficult to live in that way because there there aren't a lot of shops so there aren't a lot of places you can go to buy no excuse me there aren't a lot of places you can go to buy things yeah Um, whereas in London it's much easier at least where I am like in Edinburgh for example and having you guys here um, it will hopefully be be much easier to circle back to your earlier question the (laughs) the plan is the greenhouse is coming down hopefully you'll be back up here next year Mm -hmm. Um, and we want to keep doing the fringe because we love the fringe we love Edinburgh it's fantastic Um, the company is we also love touring so Mm -hmm. we're exploring possibilities for sustainable touring at the moment Um, but I'm certain about that that's kind of a bit of a future project yeah. um, and then hopefully in the next five to seven years we want to start setting up permanent bases so we'd like to set up the first ever zero waste theater in london wow. and in edinburgh as well on, so a, on a permanent nice. basis i think it'll be i think it'll be fun yeah. who knows if it'll happen who knows if we can find the money it would be great if we could pay ourselves a salary i think it'll happen um, i hope so yeah, yeah. yeah. fingers crossed yeah um, but yeah it, it, yes. it, it, the only thing really the only thing in the way is like the finance and making it mm-hmm. work in that sense because we have the people and we have the interest and yeah. everyone who works with us is so talented and brilliant usually and excited, so. when the energy is there and the passion is there you know you make yeah. things happen i, I hope so that's you kind really of really do that's what I'm hanging yeah and that's what you i mean that's what you guys have been doing yeah exactly right? yeah, yeah exactly and so. crowdfunding helps and crowdfunding helps like we were so lucky with the eco larder that so mm. many people got behind us mm. with crowdfunding because when mm-hmm. there's that shared vision yeah and passion um you know people really are very generous they sure. really want to support um the right thing right. like one of the things i found at the eco larder is that um many people are very intention rich mm. but time poor yeah so that's like kind of a big theme so the collider crowdfunding campaign like people that maybe don't have 
a the time, time yeah, of course. they supported the creation of the eco ladder That's really cool. and everybody is doing their bit so mm-hmm. people are so generous when it is the right thing and what we talked about earlier that education piece mm. that's so important so yeah, keep sure. doing that Thank and you. you're doing oh, an really? amazing job thank you so much but so are you <laughs> yeah. guys so are you guys I, I i this was my first time visiting the sh- actually visiting the shop yeah. <laughs> um, but i love it it's such a the energy is so peaceful and positive Aww. it's such a fantastic space thank and you a so really much. really great really 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 cool shop thank you very <laughs> yeah, much you're so yeah. welcome. you're so welcome thank you for coming on today you're thank very welcome you. thank you so much for having me and yeah. i wish you guys all the best of luck over the next few months you lovely <laughs> thank you